सो गंग भाई वॉट आई वॉन्टेड टू टॉक टू यू अबाउट टूडे is one of course i feel i just got lucky that you actually said yes to sitting with me for over an hour and do this and i want you to know i'm extremely grateful this means a lot lot to me um and uh, you know i i think i wanted to turn this episode partly to respond to some things that have you know that i've been hearing in the facilitators community in some of the comments that we receive in the podcast and also i would not shy away from saying that i have encountered a lot of these sentiments and emotions in my own self and i have had to engage with it i continue to engage with it i don't think i've like like reached a place of you know aha uh-huh, or um, you know or answers or any of that so um i want to start by talking about how as facilitators uh you know when we are being trained when we are being coached to become facilitators or trainers uh in our in very very initial years we are trained on tools we are trained on asking powerful questions asking good questions itself is like i think the core of our job um there's a lot of emphasis on how to prepare what to prepare you know all of that and then of course you know one goes on this journey and you learn to skill yourself unlearn things all of that stuff happens but i want to you know uh, try and understand uh, from your own journey how did you become a facilitator like and why did you become a facilitator and even before that let me ask you this question which is like i think the holy thing of all of this conversation is who is a facilitator and you know i was reading some notes that you had sent earlier and you all you've also gone one step ahead and spoken about facilitator leadership actually um so let's start with that you know who is a facilitator why did you become one and how did you become one oh well well, well. you're taking me for 40 45 years back um uh, you know first of all um i've started having issues about the word facilitator um and i have always people have asked me who are you and i know facilitation is one of my arenas of practice but primarily i see myself as an educator uh and facilitation is one aspect of education so i i would like to put that in the context and and an educator has to be extremely political um and therefore uh, has to be an activist um has to engage with the reality of the politics of the area i cannot be in some sort of a uh igloo and do this kind of work um i'm deeply rooted to the uh socio political realities of the area and the constituency with whom i'm playing the role of facilitation and to me um facilitation was practiced on me uh by my educators uh very early on when i was in college and who took me to um to these leadership camps i remember in mount abu and i saw the power that a facilitator has to be able to empower um you know for me um i was part of an experiment of some college professors who had come 
trained in the National Training Laboratories and uh, they were trying to look at two things. One, working with young people uh, in from colleges and what they tried was these personal growth laboratories. And they were also working in rural India with Dalit communities trying to see how personal growth and those kind of training programs could um, unleash the potential of Dalit uh, young people in the rural areas. And they were trying both these things. I was there, I and many of us were, you know, their area of experimentation as young people. And I saw what it was doing to me uh, in terms of being able to get in touch with my historicity, my identity, um, ask, help me ask difficult questions in an environment which is safe um, and therefore uh, allow me to, to make choices which otherwise are not made. Um, I could have been the usual uh, person who would, the middle class, trying to ape the normal aspirations of society, but help me to choose. And that's what I thought was the impact of facilitation on me. And therefore, I realized that that's what I would like to learn. And we were taught very differently at that time. People now go for a seven-day program. Um, and I was trained by having first to just sit, keep my mouth shut and listen for workshops over workshops, just organize the food, uh, you know, see the logistics and be participant. And the first time I was allowed to intervene was after I was quizzed a lot by my trainers to why are you asking what you're asking. Um, so what you said, Shalini, how, how is one trained to ask that good question um, and not, you know, trying to doctrine the question, but to ask the question because it will engage the other in asking questions. Um, and if over the years, and then of course, I was allowed to hold sessions and then design workshops and then my journey. Uh, I went myself to NTL maybe after 10 years of doing several programs where then I learned far more, came back, and then it's about practice. But it's also about theory. But I think one has to begin with practice and then see theory rather than the other way around. Uh, because if you don't have a body of practice, theory makes no sense. To me, theory makes sense to you when you can challenge the theory with your own practice. But I'm still talking conceptually. For me, in simple terms, what has it taught me? It's taught me to think from the heart. Um, so you need to think, but you need to think from your heart, which means your ability to take the group, which I always say, in your stomach before you take them on your head. And the, to take them in your stomach, you need to empty your stomach. Because if your stomach is full, and for me, the metaphor of the stomach is 
the all the underbelly the biases the feelings that you carry the emotions that are sitting inside you is your stump uh and how do you empty it uh, and believe me shalini till today when i have to do this process kind of work i am so nervous after maybe thousands of them and it i sleepless nights into uh going over myself and am i empty how will i empty will i listen from my heart or will i get my ideologies come in the way um and i still haven't been able to just go in and do it it has i have to prepare my body uh to be able to engage in facilitation am i making sense i don't know but um it's it's such a annoying and terribly painful experience uh one goes through before one enters the facilitation space uh but then it allows you to once you you've done it it allows you to be honest not just with yourself but with the group and you know therefore you can ask those very difficult questions and the incisive questions out of love and not out of uh wanting to yeah to bully anybody um because facilitators have power uh, a lot of power but is it the power of love or is it the power of of you know um almost oppressive power of putting somebody down uh and has to be very conscious of this process inside you um and sometimes one makes mistakes even now uh because if you get somebody in a very opposing ideology your inside just reacts and then you have to hold yourself and say now and i still remember my guru telling me before and you know they used to tape my uh, my facilitations um and then play it back and at those time the old now you got these gadgets which you make me do but we had those spool tape recorders um and they would go back and sit with me and say now why the hell did you ask this question why did you make this intervention what was going on why did you not wait and count 10 before you asked made the intervention uh you get what i'm saying so this is the kind of rigor with which one was being trained to be the facilitator educator um do you want to take the group somewhere um uh, from where they are is it in sync with the group consciousness uh is it what the group desires to go but is finding it difficult or you want to lead them to something um you used to ask me those difficult questions uh and those lessons have remained uh and that's why um even after i don't know the thousandth of the facilitation i'm still very nervous very nervous you know it's so interesting that you say that because uh 
I have never found, I have perhaps encountered moments where you have been vulnerable, but not nervous, you know, and now that you say it, I'm like, oh, okay, you feel nervous, interesting. So, um, I want to go back to that moment, Gaganbhai, and if you could build that, build on that a little bit, you, you use this metaphor of emptying your belly, emptying your stomach. What does that process look like as a facilitator? How does one empty the stomach? I do it now because earlier one would sort of um, would said that at least two days before uh, you enter into a space, um, you would not do any other thing, but just be with that process with you. What are you going to do in terms of designing, preparing yourself? Now with everything being short circuited and you having to almost uh, do it. You know, time is being con, uh, con, you know, contracted. I now do it with listening to a few songs, um, and I have them on my computer. And before I, I have to take on that. Um, I, I listen to them repeatedly for about at least ten times. Um, and there is one which uh, is uh, actually a song sent by sung by Ravi Shankar, who is a sitarist, was, but he is sung, um, and it's beautiful. So you have to find your own ways um, of of somewhere a song, um, a small clip, uh, which helps you touch your stomach all over again. Why are you in this? Who you are? Why are you in this at all? Ask those basic questions, and it acts as a cleanser. Um, it's actually, you know, it's like a bottle brush, um, which you need. Um, I'm again metaphorizing, which sort of um, empties the, the clean the pathway between the stomach and so these. Everybody has to find their own ways. You can do meditation. You can be in silence. You can uh, listen to a song. So these would be, I would say, ways I do it. I don't know how others do it, but I hope they do it some way. Mm-hmm. Sure, I find that very interesting, you know, Gaganbai, because if you look at where the business of facilitation has moved, uh, you know, which is mostly activities, training on activities, facilitators sometimes can fly in two hours before a workshop. And, you know, it's not that I haven't done it. I have done it too. Uh, I was caught in those and they were also my, my worst moments, I would say. Perhaps now in reflection, I had not emptied my stomach actually. But but I think I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to understand is if you're a facilitator in 2022, and everything around you seems to have been, you know, converted into like a fast food process, you know, build tools, fly in and out and, you know, deliver things. Um, how does how does one uh, navigate that space? There's an external reality and then there is the, so, you know, the business of facilitation is perhaps not aligned to the politics of facilitation. Would you say that? Hmm. <laughs> Good one, Shalini. But I think the question is, um, it's different when you're moderating a workshop and when you're facilitating a group to learn. 
when you are moderating a workshop you need to reach a specific outcome then that's really a a different ball game and it's a different art and a different set of skills uh where you need to you know get people those who talk too much to shut up and try to make it that you get everybody's voices in etc etc but when you are facilitating a learning um the first thing to do is to slow down to help the group slow down um they come from activity activism and you need and i give the example of peristalsis again i'm using the body metaphor you know what is peristalsis you you eat about 500 grams in about 20 minutes uh but you take about 24 hours to process it so the inside of the body slows down um and therefore a good facilitator starts not with activities of physical hype those are used as you know what what you do also very well those energizers are important they are important if too much of uh the body is slowed down so much that you know nothing is happening so then you need those energizers and then again you slow it down but uh, otherwise how do you ask those questions and you remember we i ask a simple question you introduce yourself with your mother's name and what what of her is in you now that suddenly uh takes it's a silly stupid simple question and it has worked with you know the very sophisticated business tycoons and csr heads and it has worked with the rural dalit tribal boy or girl because the mother stands for emotions and just by asking that of of who she is to you or how is she sitting in you pushes you to start cleaning and acts as a bottle brush um so for me those are some of the the aspects and if you do it um you have to get out of this frame that how will you be seen um and how will you reinterpret the cultural context that they are in so you need to create another culture because they have come with a culture and culture is politics culture is really so changing the culture of the space making them sit on the ground equalizing now these are small things at one level so they have to take off their bloody shoes and their coat uh, and put them outside um uh, and you know by the second day they come in shorts and they come in in t-shirts or or you know the the girls will dress much more loosely um so it's loosening and then of course you do that also so well do body work but body work again to slow down i do body work every morning uh for half an hour 45 minutes where you raise their internal system and bring it out and then you start talking and then the deep dialogue space because facilitation 
is how do you bring them to be able to have those deep conversations um i think that's really where the art comes in so it's very easy to say you know you must have a conversation but what space how do you create that space whether it is through question whether it is through body work where people start talking honestly first with themselves first with themselves and then with others then if you want to theorize it t groups are one way and you know there are many ways and many many uh, sort of conceptual ways which are say how to how to get the groups to do deep conversation and then of course there will be people who will be uncomfortable with it and will try to sabotage that process then how do you come down with them or you know take them up and say why are you uncomfortable with yourself ah so these are some of the processes which one uses to get groups to come to the stage where they are willing to learn from each other